BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there. Welcome to the Bustle Huddle. Hold on to your phones. Mercury is in retrograde. I'm Caitlin Abbott, your host and senior features editor here at Bustle. Chances are, if you've been on Instagram this past week, you've definitely scrolled past a meme or two, or ten, warning you of the imminent dangers of Mercury retrograde. According to some astrologers, from March 22nd through April 15th, you should avoid having important conversations with your boss, making travel plans, and signing on the dotted line. My alarm clock didn't go off even though I set it for a certain time. I feel like it makes the people sort of perturbed and distracted and then they just like can't make decisions. My MetroCard, I had just put money on it, $20, swiped it through this morning, did not work. You know, at least for like a month and a half, you have like a solid punchline every time something terrible happens to you. (laughs) Okay, but is this a real thing? Turns out something did happen to Mercury on March 22nd a scientific phenomenon called apparent retrograde. Apparent retrograde is an optical illusion that's been observed and acknowledged by astronomers for hundreds of years. But do the actions of Mercury, or any planet for that matter, have an effect here on Earth? Or are people just looking to shift some blame? Since I'm on the fence about this whole thing, I decided to start at square one. What actually happens to Mercury? And can it actually make things on Earth go haywire? When Mercury is in retrograde, perhaps the tides rise? I don't know, retrograde backwards, upside down? Maybe the rising tides creates more smog and condensation. When Mercury is as far away from the Earth as possible. The planet is moving backwards super, super quickly, so that makes our lives move backwards super quickly and unexpectedly. Huh, seems like I've got some conflicting ideas. I think I'm going to need to bring in an expert. I've invited my friend Ray Paoletta, senior editor at Inverse and host of their new space podcast, I Need My Space, to the Bustle studio to set the record straight. How's it going, Ray? Hello, my friend. So I wanted to have you on the huddle today because you are a brilliant science writer. You're somebody who knows a lot about outer space. You actually have a podcast coming out today with Inverse called I Need My Space. Yes. Which we were talking about. (laughs) How do you say that? You can say it in so many different fun ways. How do you say I need my space? I need my space because I do. I place the emphasis on I need it because I really do need space in my everyday life. I am obsessed with it, live and breathe it. When I'm not trying to figure out who bit Beyonce in the face or other things that, you know, can consume my time, I think about the universe. So I think there's a lot of confusion between astrology and astronomy. And I was hoping you could just clarify that in the TLDR sort of way. Sure. So astronomy is a science that basically seeks to understand questions about universe. Um, there's so many different components of it, but like planetary science and, you know, stars and asteroids and all of this stuff that we are surrounded by on our planet. 
astrology is not a science. Um, astrology is, I would say, like a it's not really a belief system, but it's just an idea that some people subscribe to, others don't. But yeah, definitely not a science. I know that sometimes those get used interchangeably online, but they are not the same thing by any means. Do you get a lot of astrology questions as somebody who knows a lot about astronomy? I definitely get um, a lot of things told to me about astrology, um, a lot of things about why I am the way I am, um, because I'm quote-unquote a Scorpio, but it's just because I am actually a really difficult person, and that's my personality, not because I'm a Scorpion thing. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, which I believe is a goat. Oh, and nice. I, actually, I love goats. Right. We, we both love goats. The big question today is about Mercury retrograde mm-hmm. because technically Mercury is in retrograde right now. Mercury retrograde is a thing and it's not. It's a thing in the sense that all planets in our solar system retrograde, which means that if you are standing on Earth, it's an optical illusion. So Mercury retrograde just refers to the way in which Mercury passes across in our sky. Usually that's from west to east. But when Mercury retrogrades, it's from east to west. And This is just because the planets move, even though they move the same way around the sun, they move at different speeds. So I know that in astrology, a lot of people start to panic when they think about Mercury retrograde. It's like, oh my God, like the subway's not running on time because Mercury is retrograde. And it's like, no, the subway (laughs) doesn't run on time because the MTA is a trash fire. Like you don't have to blame Mercury. (laughs) It's just... Here's what you need to know about the like the science behind Mercury retrograde, which is kind of funny because Mercury is like the least impressive planet. So it's funny that people get really fired up about Mercury when it's kind of, in my opinion, like the worst planet. Keep yeah. going to bat Mercury for Mercury is going to be like so sad. I know. Like, oh no, I've been talking man. smack about Mercury for a while. Like it definitely <laughs> knows. Like we go way back. But basically, Mercury retrograde. Like I said, it's an optical illusion. The best description I've ever heard is say you're in a car and you're driving down a highway and you're next to a car that's also driving. Both objects are in motion, but they're going at different speeds. Let's say your car is going faster and the other car is kind of like going a little slower. When you look a bit behind you, doesn't it seem kind of like the car is going backward? Yeah. That's exactly what Mercury retrograde is. Like I said, all planets retrograde. If anything, I feel like Mars would be the cooler one to look at because Mars is closer to Earth than Mercury is, which I'm surprised no one talks about Mars retrograde. But anyway, yeah, Mercury retrograde is a totally routine thing. Um, I think according to NASA, it happens like four times every year. So there's really no need to panic. There's no like gravitational pull or it's not like forcing you to say things that you'll regret later. Yeah, none whatsoever. Um, Listen. We're all entitled to make our own bad decisions. That's on us. I make them all the time, literally. But in terms of gravitational effect, us sitting here next to each other, I'm having more of a gravitational effect on you right now than the moon even or Mercury or any planetary body. There's literally no impact gravitationally on on our bodies from Mercury. Mm-hmm. So people cause more bad stuff to happen to other people than the planets do. Yeah, and I mean, like, this is why part of me is just like, oh, astrology. Like, listen, there's the White House is a revolving nightmare carnival, like, right now. It's like if somebody wants to, like, read their horoscope every morning, I will not begrudge them the opportunity to do that. 
But since I'm here, I will say that a lot of these things are based around confirmation bias, right? So that's basically when you take new evidence or something that happens to you and you attribute it to something you already believe. So this is basically what astrology is based on. You can have broad sweeping statements about like anything in your life. And if you read it and you start to figure and attribute it to something that's going on, like, of course it makes sense. So I think a lot of times people turn to astrology because they're looking for something to ground them or they're looking for something to help them make sense of all of the insanity in the world and especially when things are really hard. But I also know that outer space is a really beautiful, mystifying source of inspiration on its Mm -hmm. own. What is like some crazy space fact or something really beautiful that really I think people will take away from this and be like, yeah, space is cool too, though. My favorite space fact of all time is that there are kittens within Saturn's F-ring. NASA scientists have noticed that within Saturn's F-ring, there are these clumps, these tiny baby moonlets that actually have gravitational influence on the way that Saturn's rings are structured. And one NASA scientist called them kittens because they seem to grow and disappear very quickly. No one really knows where they come from, but just in the way that kittens grow really quickly and kind of become cats super quickly. If you're a cat owner, feel me on this. Yeah, that's just the saddest part. Yeah, <laughs> they become kittens and just like that, that's when the moonlets go away. And they're just little babies. Was sad, not inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it is again, beautiful. Thinking about kittens in space is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that space is beautiful. It sometimes scares me, but I find that also to be very profound. Like, did you know that if you jumped into a black hole, your body would spaghettify, which basically means it would rip apart into tiny, like, noodles of flesh? I, I think that's amazing. I didn't know that. But, Poetry. But, Coolest way to die. <laughs> so metal. I think it, it makes you feel how irrelevant so many things are, right? Like, like, Mercury, so... like Mercury retrograde, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, right, you are brilliant. <gasps> um, people can listen to the show starting today. It's called I Need My Space on iTunes, wherever you listen to The Bustle Huddle. And where can people follow you on Twitter and Instagram and all of that. So you can follow me at Payoletter, P-A-Y-O-L-E-T-T-E-R. And you can follow I Need My Space at I Need My Space Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks so much, Ray. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. I have never heard of Mercury in retrograde until like the last year when everyone uses it as an excuse for why they're like off their game. People just blame everything that goes wrong on Mercury and retrograde. I think it's absurd. And I'm just like, girl, you just got to admit you just like messed up there. We can't have half the year where just like nothing functions. Kind of this huge myth, like our generational myth. You can't tell people to not buy a computer for half the year. I can't live like that. Okay. So while Mercury retrograde might not be the cause of all your problems, astrologers still believe it does have an impact on some of our experiences. In fact, its effect can be pretty nuanced. We asked Elite Daily's astrologer Rosebud Baker and Elite Daily editor Brittany Leitner to tell us more. 
Okay, hello. I'm Brittany Leitner. I'm the senior lifestyle editor at Elite Daily, and I also run the Zodiac and Astrology section. And I'm here with Rosebud Baker. Hi. <laughs> Rosebud is our horoscope writer at Elite Daily. You've probably read articles by her, you know, analyzing your sign in every way imaginable. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's safe to say that we you know, are feeling Mercury, we believe in it and we're ready for it. We are believers. Yeah. Believers. We're believers in Mercury and <laughs> retrograde, which makes us sound even dumber. But <laughs> I definitely feel it and I know you do too. So mm-hmm. I guess let's talk about what it actually is. What does it mean? Why it screws up your life so bad. I mean, it might be a quack. It might not. Not here to prove it or anything, but <laughs> I am here. I do know a lot about astrology and, um, you know, it's knowledge that is outside of Elite Daily completely useless. Uh, <laughs> I've I've talked about it at parties for years and been turned away. Uh, <laughs> so Mercury retrograde. Mercury controls and governs communication on all levels. So anything related to communication like technology, thought, travel, the things that Our day-to-day life basically run on because we're such a technological society that uh, when it goes retrograde, all hell basically breaks loose. You'll try to send a text to somebody and it's it's like a time-related issue. Like you have to get this text in by a certain deadline and your phone craps out and you get an email at the same time that's also just as urgent and you're you're balancing these two things so it kind of leads you to this feeling of like being stuck in traffic where you're like i i have to go i have to get somewhere and there's nothing i can do that's what mercury retrograde is okay you're saying that somehow the planet mercury affects travel when you're getting a text like what does that actually mean like it <laughs> it sounds insane It basically means that there's going to be delays, miscommunications, misunderstandings, rerouting, things that you won't expect uh, that will cause a disruption in your life. So if you're getting on the subway that you take every single morning, there might be construction on that subway line or there might be blockage in the road that you take to go to work. Okay. So this Mercury retrograde... I believe it started Friday, March 23rd, Mm -hmm. and it's going to go into the next month. And It's always about three weeks. It's always about three weeks, yeah. And this one is in Aries. I was told recently, and you can confirm or deny, that this could be a time when I could— I feel like I'm doing this all the time as an Aries, but where I could offend someone, like— uh, yes. Take a joke too far or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So basically, that's what I was going to get into is like Aries is a very combative sign. When Mercury's in Aries, you could say something without actually meaning to offend anybody. You have to be very careful in choosing your words, especially when it comes to partnerships, business or otherwise. So I know that you had a recent experience where you were trying to hold off on making an agreement and you were like saying it was Mercury in retrograde. And how do you explain that to someone in like a business setting when you're like, this is my gut feeling not to do this. And how do we pause I mean, this here's in the, the thing. real world? Here's the thing is I, you know, this from working with me, I'm <laughs> yeah. just really honest. I'm like, look, I know you're going to want to put me in an institution, <laughs> but I, I can't sign this until April 22nd. Like I, I will not sign things yeah. until April 22nd, or I will have a lawyer like look over things or I'll like read them four or five times. I just get 
very, very careful. So you're thinking about Mercury in retrograde in the front of your mind right now when you're making decisions and living your life. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like consider it. It's not as if I'm going to, you know, it's really better, especially because it's Mercury retrograde in Aries, to wait. Yeah. And there are going to be things that test your patience during this retrograde, no matter what sign you are, no matter what your chart looks like. So I think the best advice is just to really try to wait. And if, you know, if you're not comfortable being like, hey, I'm a real zany astrology (laughs) gal, then just make something up. You know what I mean? Like, just make it believable. I'm not promoting lying, but I am promoting lying. Uh, (laughs) In the sake of astrology. For the sake of astrology, for the sake of the universe. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. I have not felt the effects of this Mercury yet. It's only been a few days, but last, I have a funny story about last time. Mm-hmm. But literally the day of Mercury in retrograde, I was missed a doctor's appointment, had to be rescheduled later in the day with, you know, the no offense to male doctors, but male doctors for a very um, female issue. UTI. Yeah. She had a UTI. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was, I was going to reveal it eventually, but basically, you know, it was one of those situations with like these 35 something like a doctor with his like male nurse with him. And yeah. they're like, so do you urinate after having sex? And like, I was just about You're to like, like can cry. you get out yeah. the Inquisition? Yeah. You were so upset. And I remember that was... Mercury retrograde, it was in your sixth house of health and Uh, daily routines. See, that's insane. You have to be a believer, Yeah, like, after learning that. (laughs) So are you feeling this Mercury in retrograde? Because I haven't felt it, even though it's in my sign, but I am avoiding my more sensitive friends Mm -hmm. because I feel like I really can't trust. I feel like I live my life not trusting myself in general with who I'm going to offend. Right. So, like, now I'm really just avoiding Absolutely. the water signs. Yeah. I've definitely <laughs> been feeling it because, uh, obviously, I'm a comedian. And when I go on stage, lately, I've noticed that I am offending everyone. I'm just like, <laughs> I did a, a show last week. There were, like, 300 people. And I literally saw people in the audience going, and, like, shaking their head and, like, oh turning to the person next to them and being like, that's just not right. And oh I, you know what I mean? God. Like, I saw them mouthing to each other like, I disapprove. Yeah. So that's been tough. I've, I've been feeling it. I've been feeling, obviously. Yeah. So, okay, apparently all planets go into retrograde. So why is our culture totally obsessed with Mercury in retrograde? Well, first of all, uh, Mercury in retrograde is the first thing that, like, has gone viral. Right. So and it would be because it's the planet of communication and technology. So it (laughs) makes sense that that was the thing that people found out about at first, if you're thinking in terms of astrology. But I think also it just has a bigger effect on our uh, collective lives. So 
communication, technology, those are the things that sort of bring us all together, Mm -hmm. you know, social media, all that stuff. It really brings everyone together. And if you've noticed, social media has been going through a hell of a Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Facebook has been going through a hell of a Mercury retrograde. There's a lot of things that are going to be coming up from the past that people are going to be, you know, finding out about. And there's going to be a lot of cleanup involved. Basically, I think the reason why we're so obsessed with it is because it has its greatest effect on all of us at the same time. Mm -hmm. In what ways can we use it to our advantage? And what do you have to know about it to harness its positive qualities? I mean, (laughs) if you want to take my advice, I think the thing to do during a Mercury retrograde period is to reevaluate, reassess, reorganize. Those, any kind of inner work, any kind of questions that you're tackling in your own mind that you don't quite have the answer to, um, anywhere you're feeling a little bit lost in your life, Mercury retrograde is a great time to plan your actions. How do you plan to go forward with this problem or situation once the Mercury retrograde is over? If, it, if you're dealing with something that can be put on hold, it's a good time to like put that on pause. Like Just remind yourself you don't have to move forward with that right this second. And trust that if you can't find the answers yourself, that the answers will come. It's like a good time to just relax and allow the answers to come to you. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what are some things that you have kind of seen in the sensationalized, you know, I don't know, whirlwind of Mercury and retrograde that you kind of roll your eyes at? I think that when you take... Mercury retrograde to like an extreme, that's when I go like, oh my God, come on. You know, like some people might say that this whole analysis of it is extreme, (laughs) which is totally within their right. I'd be like, yeah, for you, it is. You know what I mean? It's like it's all of it is pretty subjective. Astrology is something that a hundred like millions of people will roll their eyes at for the rest of time. And I call those people haters of fun. Um, And that's fine for them, you know? Like, maybe they hate dog sweaters, too. I don't know. What else do you hate other than joy? No, but I I do think, like, when you take it to the extreme where you actually, like, put your life on hold, that's out of a sense of paranoia. It's really more about the intention behind the way you treat it. For me, I feel like I've used it to, like, use Mercury in retrograde to actually calm my temper a bit. Like, the Mm -hmm. last one... I got the wrong lunch order and I was all the way back at my desk with it. And I really feel like that on a normal day would be the type of thing that would make me like call them back and like maybe yell at the first person yeah. I saw. And yeah. just like, I just feel like those kind of things usually make me feel so wronged by the world. Yeah. But when it, I was like, oh, it's Mercury retrograde, like I can just relax. This yeah, is yeah. like, if this is my, the worst thing that's going to happen to me, I'll just accept it. Exactly. So. Yeah, you just go, yeah, you can be more positive about things yeah. when you're like, yeah. If you feel like there's a reason they're happening, then you don't have to freak out right. as much. Either. Exactly. Okay, so thank you for talking about Mercury and Retrograde with us. You are so welcome. And what are you up to next? I know you have a podcast coming out. Uh, it's called <laughs> Two Less Lonely Girls. It is two adult women who are basically stalking Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> me and Corinne Fisher of the Guys We Fuck podcast have just started this new podcast. It's We're both insane fans for Justin. We literally break down everything he's ever done. It's kind of like fatal attraction for your ears. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosebud Baker. Perfect. 
Okay, so I think it's pretty obvious that I'm a steadfast subscriber to the laws of science, but I also do like fun. So when Rosebud offered to read our birth charts, me and my producer Anna couldn't resist. We just want to know who we are. Yeah, we want to know more about each other. What love is. More about ourselves, what the future holds. So where do we begin? Okay, so let's begin with you, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at your chart. It's uh, your rising sign is in Pisces. Okay, so so like I'm a Capricorn, right? You are a Capricorn, and my birthday is New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's up. Mm-hmm. And then I was born at ten twenty four, ten twenty three in the morning. Right. right. Yeah. So we used her birth time, her the place of birth, and her birth date to look up her astrology chart. You have what's called your sun sign. You're a Capricorn. You have a rising sign, which is the way that you appear to the outside world. It's like a painting that you're looking at from far away, right? So the people that you don't necessarily know that well, if you ask them to describe you to yourself, they might describe the qualities of your rising sign. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't know that. So it's like the person that you present yourself as. Your rising sign is in Pisces, which is uh, Pisces generally have big watery eyes, big like big pond like <laughs> eyes. eyes. Yeah. Um, Pisces tend to retain a lot of water. Um, <laughs> they also tend to have some health problems like they can get exhausted very easily and emotionally because they absorb things from other people. So this is what people think about me as opposed to what's. Yeah. Maybe true. They though. might so yeah. people think I'm like super sensitive and absorbing things. Right. It's it's sort of the way that you present. Mm-hmm. Um now your moon sign is who you are on the inside. So basically the person that you are when you are at your most vulnerable with the people that you know the best. So basically your moon is in Sagittarius and Sagittarius is a very fiery sign, very attached to everything they know, everything they've learned, their opinions, their beliefs. Anna, does that sound accurate? I do see you as someone with like a strong moral compass who like I'm always able to come to you for any kind of work situation or personal situation. I ask you for a lot of advice. You know a lot about me. I love giving some advice. Yeah, and you're good at it. Okay, wait, we got to do, we got to get into Yeah, we got to do Anna's. I want to. Just tell me who I am. Okay. I don't know. So, Anna, you have your son in Gemini. You're a Gemini, which makes you very chatty. Geminis can be a little bit like dilettantes, like their interests are all over the map. You probably have like 17 windows open in your computer at all times, texting with several different people at all times, doing many different things at all times. Um... Geminis are some of the best multitaskers. They're able to, like, talk on the phone, text their mom, watch TV, and record a podcast at the same time. Like, they can do all those things at once. I did just text my mom, actually. (laughs) The cool thing about Geminis is that they're very charming. They're able to, like, charm the pants off of anybody. They can talk to a stranger in an airport without the stranger feeling like they're being held hostage. Do you know what I mean? By their conversation, they love gossip. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's see. Your ruling planet is Mercury. Mercury in retrograde might affect you a little bit more than others. You might feel like you're just off center for a couple, for like three weeks. Uh, we, I mean, we all do, but Geminis especially because they're so communication driven. Your moon is in Leo. I just love that placement because Leos are super loyal, very outgoing, very positive, and a little dramatic. You might feel a little bit as if 
something didn't happen unless people saw it or unless you told them about it. Uh, So is that accurate, Caitlin? It's funny. You are always up to something. Um, You absolutely have a million tabs open doing many things at once. You are very chatty. I think that you do have like a gossipy, troublemaking streak in like a playful way. It almost just seems like you're just kind of like making your life more entertaining. Yeah. (laughs) You're just being you. I live for what's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just want, and I love trouble and it's such a problem. (laughs) You do love love trouble. trouble. You are like a kitten that wants to like knock things off the table just Just to to see see what spills. Mm -hmm, I want to know what's going to happen. If it's funny, I will do it. Like, Mm If, like, a situation is funny, I will make it happen just to amuse myself. You know what's so funny is you have a lot of, uh, you have a pretty similar chart to Donald Trump's. <laughs> I mean, his his rising is in Leo and his son is in Gemini. I like astrology because it kind of, like, you go, oh, I have that in common with this person that I really dislike. It kind of shows you that we all have something <sighs> something in common with one another. That's that's a, I think that's like, so true. I think that yeah. empathy in astrology, like when you see it and it's a little bit removed from you, yeah. you're able to be like, oh, it's not because I'm a bad person. It's yeah. not because I um, make mistakes or I am a screw up. It's There's bigger things at play and everyone contains multitudes. Yeah. That's Even what if I you don't really believe in astrology, it kind of does point you to the sense that Everyone's got their own story. Thank you, Rosebud. You've taught us so much about ourselves. This has been fascinating. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Unfortunately, next week, we'll still be in Mercury retrograde. But we have a very special episode you're going to want to tune in. I was a gangster's girlfriend. I was a victim who was raped. And these were the the characters that I was going out for. And yeah, maybe I did two roles. But everything else, you don't look the role. You don't look the type. That's the problem, I think, with Hollywood. This show is produced by Julia Shu and Anna Parsons with editorial guidance from Roseanne Salvatore. Be sure to subscribe to The Bustle Huddle on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We also want to hear what you love most about the show. You can reach us at huddle at bustle.com. I'm Caitlin Aber, and we'll see you next week. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.